live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on, uh, this, Jesus, what day is it? Mo- November 30th to hit the internets on December 1st. How is everybody doing? Yes, welcome back. Welcome back. I, I have a confession to make. I've been really shitty at this lately. You know what? I've been telling you, oh, yeah, I could get it to you that day. Oh, we may do one later. Oh, I'll well, miss a whole week there. That's, that's not what my loyal listeners deserve. So screw that. I'm done with that. It's back to work. Back to work, damn it. Uh, but I do apologize and all that uh, bullshit there. But I, I, I do apologize and uh, I need to get back on track with this. So uh, enough of days not coming out. You know, this won't be out this day. Blah, 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 blah. Extenuating circumstances will only do that going forward. So how's everybody? And I, again, I apologize. Sincerely, how many times do you want me to say it? Back off. How's everybody doing? How was your Thanksgiving? How were the holidays? And everyone gets together. Hey, how you doing? Oh, what's up with you? To the same questions over and over again. This is my first experience going back home, obviously, living in California since September 1st. Being outside of the state of Connecticut for the first time in my life, permanently, temporarily, permanently. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's a different experience when you, when you go back home and you have a limited amount of time and uh, a certain amount of people want to see you. There's just a lot of moving around, a lot of moving around. I slept like a baby last night, returning, you know, practically, you know, keep in mind my, my body uh, clock was at 3 a.m., so it didn't take much, but uh, flying cross country and finally being able to sleep in my own bed, wonderful feeling as you could possibly, as you, well, you could totally imagine it, right? We, we've all been on vacation. We've all been on airplanes, most of us, but uh, Thanksgiving's over and, uh, you know. All we have is peace, love, and Trump tweets, right? The man has got to stop tweeting. You know, this, this is, I normally talk about, about sports on this show, or maybe some current events, whatever it may be, but uh, the Donald Trump, uh, President-elect Donald Trump, he's going to be a part of the show. <laughs> you like it? He's going to be a part of a lot of things that presidential or, or anything political would not have been a part of if Hillary Clinton had won. He's part of our society now, and right now, to his detriment, is the app, the internet application called Twitter, that is really making him look like a horse's ass. Now, um, you may say, well, um, President Obama had a Twitter. Yes, he, 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 he put out tweets like, like an athlete puts out bullshit about, about their charities, or, hey, check out these new shoes I have, or... Hey, going to be at this place uh, raising charity for kids who have some disease. Yes, that's bad. In that way, Trump tweets what's ever on his mind like the rest of us. And listen, if any of us were running for president or any sort of election, any public setting, uh, I think they'd all be like, oh, God, what is this? But but President-elect Trump uh, definitely uh, took over our Thanksgiving weekend when he brought the old ads, there's, there's a few topics I want to talk about today. They are the gifts that keep on giving because they are they are divisive. They are things that we, we there always has to be a debate. They conjure up the debate in us, whether you're a debater or not. And, of course, his comments about the flag, the American flag, the 50, 50 stars, 13 stripes. You know the deal. <laughs> fucking grammar school. Um so usually, uh, if you're going to take one side of this, you're going to say, well, my, 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 my father was in the military. My grandfather was in the military. His father is in the military. My uncle's in law enforcement. Yada, yada, yada. 
you know what? I'm not that. I don't have anyone in my family that was in the military. If they are, if they were, it was very minor. Uh, I guess my mother technically was in law enforcement. I don't know. She's retired. I can say what she does. Uh, probation. I guess that's technically law enforcement, state probation. But I'm going to side on the flag issue is, and I know I say this in jest and I say this in serious now because of the climate in 2016, the flag kind of means something to me. Is that wrong? Now, granted, it's a piece of cloth that you could buy in Walmart, just like any other pieces of cloth that was that is stained with tears of children from some country with 16 syllables in it. But it still represents something. It's still the thing we give our pledge allegiance to. It's what defines us from all the countries. They have their flags too. It's just a, it's just a bad look. So what Donald Trump? Well, if obviously. We all know what he said, and if you haven't, well, then you obviously don't pay attention to anything. But what we'll do is we'll put this. Uh, let's see, where is his tweet? Nobody. This was, I guess, uh, this is in response to Hamilton College, which I thought was uh, no, is it Hamilton College? No, it's Hampshire College. Excuse me, Hamilton the musical made 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 moves, uh, made sounds, made waves. There we go, third time. So it was uh, Hampshire College. Uh, they decided to. The president said to remove all flags. First, it was at half mass when Donald Trump was elected, and to remove all flags from the university because it's 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 a sensitive. Get the hell out of here! Fair enough. Uh, Donald Trump on the 29th, which was yesterday at 3:55 a.m. Nobody should be allowed to burn the American flag. If they do, there's consequences. Perhaps loss of citizenship, or a year. A year. That's right. A year in jail. So do I support that? No, I don't. Um, do I think there should be some consequences? You know, it's not something that uh, I roll around at night thinking, well, you know, that person belongs incarcerated because they burnt an American flag. No, it's not. It's not a good look. You look like an ass. You look like a, a really ignorant person, a person who is dying for attention because they use that symbol to whether, whether it's to promote America or to promote America, what you don't like about America, it is something that gets attention. And I think that's the, the, the main point. Do I think Donald Trump's out of line with that? Not even that he's out of line. It's just, is that really that big of a deal right now? Is there some sort of mass flag burning that are bringing down our country? And I know some people say, wow, that Donald Trump, that he, he brings this rhetoric that a president-elect should not bring. Oh! But there have been others. There have been others that propose something somewhat similar. That being his running and his running mate. Well, his running mates propose a lot of different things that are uh, yeah, probably hard to defend. You know, the electroshock therapy for gays and Mike Pence. But his uh, his opponent in the 2016 presidential election, Hillary Rodham Clinton, senator, secretary, all of the above, who sponsored a bill in 2005. Regarding flag burning, she sponsored a bill making flag burning an offense punishable by one year in prison or a fine of $100,000. And the bill actually said any person who shall intentionally threaten or intimidate any person or group by persons, group of persons by burning or causing to be burned, a flag of the United States shall be fined not more than $1,000 in prison for more. You know what should be a findable offense? My comprehension or my reading skills right now uh, shall be fined not more than $100,000 in prison for not more than one year or both. So that's Hillary Clinton, just as insane as Hillary, as, as Hillary Clinton, as Donald Trump in that sense. 
why are politicians taking time out of their day, you know, the same politicians that in Congress that, you know, take half the year off, why are they spending time on this? I don't know. I'm not sure. But just to make things even more interesting, let's go back to Donald Trump. Let's go back to a tweet of, let's see, uh, what year was this? February 28, 2011, Donald Trump says, Burning a flag is a peaceful and respectful way for citizens of the great country to voice their displeasure. Very powerful. Uh, he always has to end the tweet with something, not always, but so much with just sort of that really, that punch to the gut right after. Very powerful. Sad. Not nice. Must apologize. So there you go. Those are the two people that inhibited our lives for the last few years. They want you to be in prison for burning a flag. Like I said, I like flags. I feel it's... I feel some people do like to... I'm tired. You know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of people being pissed off about something and saying, fuck it, let's go to that flag. Like Mr. Colin Kaepernick, who is... Every time I hear Colin Kaepernick talk, I feel like I'm getting dumber. I feel like I, I, I need to enroll in school. Because I, I just... I, every time I hear him talk, I it just... I want to break something. Yes, <laughs> I don't want to break anything. But he's just so out of touch with everything. And we'll get into more what he's out of touch with. Um, but it, 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 people are upset about things and they, for whatever reason, like I said, it's attention getting. It's immediately go to that flag. Damn it, go to that goddamn flag. So I just thought I'd uh, just, uh, you know, we'll go with circumference of everything there with uh, Donald Trump's flag stuff. That He's not the only person that feels that way. However, I will say, to be fair, to be fair, I don't think Hillary Clinton, if she were president, would be tweeting that at 3.55 a.m. saying, uh, let's let's do something about this flag stuff. I think we'd get just the regular, vanilla, boring text messages that we've come, become accustomed to with presidents. That, well, in reality, the only tweets would be from Barack Obama seeing the infancy of social media when it comes to that. But that's where we're at. So... Uh, speaking of all of that, I want to touch on the uh, passing of the president of the country of Cuba, Fidel Castro. He was 90 years old. I guess my claim to fame was always that I shared the same birthday as him, obviously not the same year, but Fidel is gone. And I sent out a tweet. I sent out a tweet, something along the lines of, I don't have it in front of me right now, waiting for uh, think pieces from 20-year-olds, uh, you know, telling us how great Fidel Castro was because of health care and, you know, the, 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 the country health care for everybody and for free education. And, you know, just ignore the whole murder thing. Uh, and what do you know? It happened all over. It happened with Jill Stein, Justin Trudeau, prime minister of Canada. You know, Fidel Castro, if we're going to be fair, those two things he did do. He made education available to everyone. He made healthcare available to everyone. But I think the, the majority of his remembrance of what he would be, and I don't think it has anything to do with being from the United States. I understand that's a plaw, that's a part of it. Saying, oh, well, the anti-Cuba sediment from the United States, well, that's something different. With an embargo, the only country, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, it's, it, it's kind of hard to be, talk about the freedom of uh, healthcare, freedom of education. But there's not really a freedom of expression or voice or speech when, you know, they, oh, you don't like my opinion? Oh, that's great. Well, you're dead. Goodbye. Uh, so <laughs> I just, Fidel Castro, the saint. Oh, God, boy. And that's something. The nine days of mourning going on in Cuba right now as Fidel Castro is gone. Raul Castro remains. Uh, the history of the, 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 the future of the country 
Well, who knows? All right, enough, enough political talk. Christ almighty. Jeez, we're 12 minutes in. haven't mentioned anything about S-P-O-R-T-S. Sports, sports, sports. So let's let, let's get into some stuff here. So uh, well, before that, we got, what am I drinking? Oh, well, thank you for asking. I, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Still Unapologetic IPA from Stone. I was going to say Stone Institute, but this is not a trade school. This is a beer. Stone, uh, or is that Stone Academy? Got it. Stone Brewers. Jesus, is there an actual? Stone Brewing. Stone Brewing. Drink Stone Brewing. Unapologetic, still unapologetic IPA. That sounds like, uh, like the name of a sports talk show. Still unapologetic. Definitely, right? That sounds good. Still unapologetic. And then they have like a big, uh, bunch of like pro like cut scenes of me being like yeah he doesn't belong here he's not gonna sign him he stinks get rid of him on 95.3 <laughs> something like that uh it's a very 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 good beer it's a double ipa 8.8 alcohol um it's got a very hoppy they even tell you the hops in it which is great um for all those uh beer makers at home i mean mine is in the garage ready to bottle tomorrow huh i know you're all excited nothing gets you more excited about hearing about beer you won't taste on a podcast um let's see we have we have the hops idaho seven azaka and motiku i mean if that doesn't get you going then what will all right we're 13 minutes in here Let's uh let's 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 see here. What 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 do we want to talk about first? Because we got a few things. I had to pause it right there. I, I think my the uh Amazon Echo Dot was I heard somebody talking as I'm doing this, even over with the headphones on. And I said, What the hell is that? There's some lady talking. I thought somebody was in a house, but it was actually the Amazon Echo uh responding to something I said. Apparently something sounded like uh uh Alexa, I guess. Shit, I might do it again. Um all right, where are we going to go? So let's look quickly at the NFL right now. We are going into, what week are we going into? Uh, let's see, 9-2. So we're going to week 14 in the NFL, and we're still having the issues. Uh, a lot of mediocrity in the league. Uh, we got the Thursday night, actually Thursday night game this week, Dallas and Minnesota, which should actually be a good game, even though, you know, obviously Minnesota's come back to life. Excellent defense there, but still at that five game or four game losing streak really set them back. But they are, I mean, they're, 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 they're back in the saddle here. I mean, they, they are a football team again. They, they, but, but, excuse me. So that's still unapologetic IPA and me making me burp. Uh, Minnesota six and five, but they are behind the Detroit Lions. At seven and four, China seven and four. That's that's. The, can you believe it? this? This late in the season, the Detroit Lions are number one in their division, and the Green Bay stinks. Even though they won on Sunday night, but they they are Monday night. They they're a bad team. Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk to his parents because he hates them. I just know it. Uh, he's a bad guy. They don't they don't kiss his ass enough, so he probably stopped seeing him because he is. Listen, is there any difference? Think about this. Forget the success. Or not the success. Is there any difference between Jay Cutler and Aaron Rodgers when it comes to attitude? They're the same asshole. Same person. Are they really that different? One is a Super Bowl. One throws picks at inopportune times. Other than that, if you saw those guys walking down, they would totally, even though Cutler is more of a dick, uh, like I'll grant you that. He's more the dick, I'm not going to talk to you dick. But Aaron Rodgers is definitely the, I'm going to... uh, give you a slight shame and then put my nose in the air and be a smug dick dick uh there's really no difference between either of them and both their teams are in the toilet chicago's two and nine they stink but anyways um i mean right now 
there's only a few good teams. We have the Patriots, obviously, 9-2. Man, the Dolphins are 7-4. and four. That wasn't even going to bring them up, just looking at the standings here. Uh, who else really stands out to you? Obviously, the Cowboys at 10-1. The New York Giants, which I sort of put in the same category as the Oakland Raiders. The New York Giants are 8-3. and three. And the Oakland Raiders are, what are they? They're up here. They're 9-2, and two, I think. They're 9-2. and two. I think they're both good teams, but they're good teams based, based on the fact that this league is shrouded, not shrouded, but uh, cloaked, nor cloaked, soaked in uh, mediocrity. I, that's, that's the way I see it. I mean, they're not bad football teams, even though you watch enough giant games. I mean, there, there has to be at least three to five spots in that game where you think they're going to blow it. The running game is, is many times horrendous. Eli sometimes, Eli's always going to be Eli. He's going to make, he's going to throw for 300 yards. He's going to throw for 400 yards. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. He's going to throw that just, just that, that pick that makes you want to gargle glass. That pick that you say, what in God's name were you thinking, Alicia? What were you thinking? The defense has definitely picked it up. The secondary, I, the secondary. Why, why is the guy's name? The, the guy's name is escaping me, but he's having an amazing year uh, for for the Giants. Uh, but this this uh, Thursday night game, Dallas and and the Vikings should be a good game. There aren't a lot of Thursday night games that really jump out at you. I mean, even my wife, she'll say, "Hey, you know, football's on tonight." I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I've been in the past. You know what it is? Thursday night football came onto the scene. And he said, nice, more football. That's what we fucking need. I'm going to watch the game. Now it's gotten to a point when you went to Jacksonville, Houston. It's like, all right, am I watching this game because I'm a guy and I'm supposed to watch the game? Or do I really want to watch this shit? I'd rather binge watch on some crap on Netflix, honestly, than sit there and, and try to watch Brock Osweiler lead a team down the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. That's not fair for anyone. No one wants to watch that. Irresistible. No. Shit. Unapologetic. He's not going to do it. I don't want to watch it. Uh, all right. That joke is thoroughly dead. But I see the NFL is thinking about getting rid of the Thursday night game, which they probably have too many primetime games. I think we all knew at a certain point the NFL was going to go to the well too many times. I could see them removing. Now, I heard Francesa say this. What they probably should remove is the Sunday night game. And I agree. However, most of the good games are on Sunday night. No, duh, Brian. If they remove the Sunday night game, obviously they'd rearrange things. We'd maybe have a good Thursday night game. The players don't like that. Well, you know, the players, let, let's be honest. The players are chattel uh, when it, in the NFL. They are not... No one cares about their safety. No one cares about what they feel about things. They care about entertaining us and getting their non-guaranteed money if you know they're able to walk to the store and actually cash the paycheck. Because, yeah, they don't get direct deposit. That makes, that makes the story more interesting. But Giants against the Steelers this week, that should be a great game. I'm looking forward to that game. Are there any other games on here? That, that's another thing. You, you, you wake up in the morning or you look at this, the, the, the schedule for the week and you go, all right, all right, here we go. Outside of your teams, outside the team you want to see. All right, all right, let's see. Who, who, who do we got? Well, let's see what we want to get. All right, so we got Cowboys. Let's, let's, let's go through this, all right? Cowboys, Vikings. That's a good game. Even though the Vikings are 6-5, and five, that's a good game. Sunday. Here we go. Broncos, Jaguars. No. All right, Chiefs-Falcons. That's not terrible. I, I feel like I'm being cheated every time I watch a Falcons game, even though they are, even though they are 7-4. and four. I feel like something is being, I don't know what that means. I'm being cheated, but it's taking something away. Again, there's absolutely no explanation for that comment, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to make it stick. 
Texans, Packers, six and five. Uh, yeah, that that's no, no, we're not watching that game. Lions, Saints. You're going to see a lot of offense in that game. I mean, you had over, before I even looked at the over, I mean, you know that. Over, over under 53 and a half. And that's in New Orleans. That that will be a high-scoring game. I, I encourage you to take the over. There we go. Rams, Patriots. That is horrendous. That's almost a 14-point spread. That's in New England. That is Jeff Fisher bringing a lackluster team to New England. Four and seven. Man, Jeff Fisher, he is the... Great bamboozler of the NFL coaching world continues to get a job. And I guess that there's some sort of inside deal where he will continue coaching after this year. He's not going to be fired anytime soon. I don't know what he does, but he hypnotizes owners. Dolphins, Ravens, I guess two mediocre teams, seven to five, six and five. That's really not something that's that sexy and jumps out at you. But I mean, come on, look at this one. Bears, 49ers. Jesus. If you're not watching all four quarters of that, you need your head examined. You need to go to a neurologist immediately. You need to start rethinking values. All right. Buccaneers, Chargers. No one wants to see that game. Bills, Raiders. I guess that could be somewhat interesting. Bills, I don't know. Bengals, Eagles. No one watching that. Uh, Panthers, Seahawks. I think we've all sort of lost faith in anything the Panthers are doing. Not really jumping out at me there. Redskins, Cardinals. Boy, the Cardinals. What happened? What happened to the Cardinals and the Panthers? Two teams, did they even really lose that many guys? Now, I'm sure fans of the team will tell me there's integral parts of, of the team that guys, oh, well, he left a free agency. He got, he's no longer there. He retired. I don't know. It seems like the big names are still on those teams, and they look like shit. Bad, bad stuff. Giants, Steelers. Yeah, that's the other game. And boy, I mean, th- this, this is what Monday Night Football is all about. Are you ready for some football? Jets, Colts. Fuck yeah. Come on. Who doesn't want to see that? Who, do want to, who doesn't want to see a 5-6 and six versus 3-8 and eight team? We all do. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andrew Luck. Uh, I think those, I think Luck's playing, right? And for whatever reason, I mean, the, the New York Jets, why? They, they are 3-8. and eight. You signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year deal. He ain't coming back next year. 10 TDs, 13 interceptions. He's not coming back. Why, why are we not playing Bryce Petty? Obviously, think about being Bryce Petty right now. This team has absolutely no fucking faith in me. You're putting Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy who stinks. Listen, they gambled. They gambled. They said, hey, let's give him a contract. Da, da, da. He's gone. He's gone. They gambled. They lost. He's gone. Why fucking play him? It makes no absolutely no sense. But a lot of the moves, a lot of the decisions that Todd Bowles has made this year, they lack sense. They lack a lot of human sense, common sense, any kind of sense. Thomas Paine, common sense, right? So that's football. <laughs> There you go. That's football. Uh, so that is week on oh, no, its week 13 this week. Excuse me, not week 14. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Jumping ahead of myself, but actually a interesting Thursday night game. So I will be watching. I will. I will be watching. Let's see here. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh, like I said, a, another gift that keeps on giving. Um, this is classic sports radio back and forth. My opinion means more than yours. Bullshit. And that has to do with Boston Celtics forward, newly acquired, well, newly signed, I guess, uh, this year, Boston Celtics forward Al Horford, who missed a uh, game that we all been had circled on our calendar for 17 years. That is the Boston Celtics versus the, <laughs> the Miami Heat in late November. Um, and Horford missed the game. He had to, he, he's a former Atlanta Hawk, his family's still living in Atlanta. He missed the game in Miami to be with his wife who gave birth to their second child. 
Now, you've heard me say on the show before, and listen, I, I understand the position I'm in. I'm never going to be able to show, or my, my opinion is never going to mean as much as a, a dissenter or someone disagreeing with me because I don't have children. So I've never had to make that decision. I've also never made $30 million a year either, so I didn't have to make that decision. Um, to leave the game or not leave the game to be with your wife. So uh, I don't know what it is, about, and, and you've heard me say, hey, you know, uh, I, I, I think in a game like this, obviously it doesn't matter. In a game in the playoffs, in the World Series, I, I know everyone wants to jump on the jock of the athletes. They should be allowed to do whatever they want. That is family first. I understand that. Um, do you? Do you? Because on their deathbed, you know what? They're not going to be worried about this. They're not going to be worried about, did I play in that game? They're going to be worried about if I was with my wife and my family. And you're right. You're right. I, how many times did I criticize Mark to share it here? for leaving the team during a pennant race to be with his family, even though he was Mr. Mom. So he, he was an easy target. So it was just like, uh, I cry about everything. Oh, my knee, my back, my whatever. Now I want to go home. That's him. Did, did, it's same, same audio right there. Did you not go hear home that? to mommy. Go home and get a job. Get a job. Exactly. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. Um, but I don't know what it is about sports talk show hosts. Because basically this was all brought up because, what was his name? The guy on uh, Comcast Sports in uh, Boston, Felger? Is it Mike Felger? I think it's Mike Felger. Mike Felger. Mike Felger, Comcast Sports. I think he also does a show on the Sports Hub in Boston. You know, he did not like the decision by Al Horford to do this. And here's a little clip. The game was in Miami. Nothing wrong with that. Really. I know when you make $30 million a year, it ain't much to get a private jet to fly down at 3 o'clock from Atlanta, 90-minute flight to Miami, play the game, and come right back. I'm sure his wife is in the hospital, surrounded by nurses, mothers, aunts, relatives. I just say it, Felger. Spit it out. I would have gone to the game. I would have played the game. So Mike Felger, I mean, he's these sports these sports talk show hosts, they're, they're just the all-American badasses. Because there is one sports talk show host, which we all know. I mean, it made national news because anything he does is national because he knows everybody. I mean, including, I mean, listen, he, he told Ralph Branca to calm down. Calm just, it's okay. Even when he called him crying. And that's Mike Francesa. We all remember during the Daniel Murphy uh, episode where he went home when he was part of the New York Mets. Left, met, left the team in April, which the only season longer than the NBA and maybe the NHL, is baseball. I mean, talk about meaningless games. Left the team in April to uh, go be with his wife. And Mike told us all about his uh, trials and tribulations through uh, being there for his wife for childbirth. The man uh, just can't stop working. He is a national treasure. I mean, I'm being honest. I don't see why you need... What are you going to do? And now you get out the day after anyway. I mean, they don't keep you in the hospital long unless something's going on. They don't keep you in the hospital. Harris, Harrison was born at 9 a.m. I went to the hospital the night before with my wife. Harrison was born at 9 a.m. I was here at 1. Listen, folks, I don't care which way you slice it. I don't care which way you look at it, from what direction, what your prerogative is, what cliche you want to throw in there. My friend says is better than you. Just ask him. He'll tell you. He's better than you. Man, think about it. He was there. <laughs> the guy is unfucking believable. So that's uh, what. There's anything else I want to talk about? Well, quick baseball news. You want to Cespedes signs with the New York Mets, re-signs with the New York Mets. I think it was something that they desperately needed. It's still a lot of uh, holes in that offense on that team. Pitching staff will hopefully be ready to go. 
that pitching staff that sort of just fell apart and the closest, the, the, the glue that kept them together, Bartolo Colon and his 17 different families, uh, are no longer there. They've gone to, excuse me, unapologetic, um, have gone to Atlanta to uh, set up shop. So where Al Horford's wife is, and so is Al Horford not playing basketball. It is a good question, though. Think about it. I mean, Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Should Al Horford be with his wife as she gives birth? Or should he be earning the $30 million he was paid? $30 million. Should he be there? It is a question I think most of society has actually taken on right now and said he should be with his wife. I realize times have changed. Part of me is I'm 36 years old. I probably am in the have the mindset sometimes of like a 56-year-old where they think this is the way it's done. You get your job done, then you take care of the home stuff. Deal with it. Life's changed a lot. Uh, and It's probably for the better in many cases. However, I mean, in those, I guess it goes back to those old things. I mean, I mean Sandy Koufax, while it's not the exact same thing, missing a World Series game for celebrated Jewish holiday, it's those sort of things in your personal life. Are they bigger than the exorbitant amount of money you're paid? Granted, Sandy Koufax is not paid when Al Horford is right now. Uh, nor is Al Horford as important as Sandy Koufax. Uh, let, let's slice and dice this up into nine different segments here and go all off the rails, right? Now, with baseball, they re-signed Yohannes Cespedes. That's good for the New York Mets. Obviously, they needed that. If they lost him, that fan base would be uh, really, really down in the dumps thinking, what the hell are we doing? And then there were even rumors that Cespedes would be coming to the Yankees. And there would have been a Jonestown incident in Queens if that were the case. Uh, however, I think it would have to be a gunpoint for the people that actually drink all the Kool-Aid. So, And the Yankees actually making news of Brian McCann. Uh, it's quite possible McCann forced his trade out, but he is no longer with the New York Yankees. He's been traded to the Houston Astros for two prospects that are not even in the top five of their entire system. The Yankees will continue paying $5 million on that contract. Listen, we all saw the writing on the wall, including Mr. McCann, with Gary Sanchez breaking out and showing the world that uh, he could... He's on pace to hit 375 homers this year. I mean, I think that's a fact that we cannot deny. Um, but McCann also, I guess, had a stipulation in his contract where if he did not catch X amount of games, uh, that that big incentive would not kick in. And I don't think he was going to get to those. And I don't think I know he was not going to get to those those numbers, uh, that X number playing catcher uh, with Gary Sanchez being Gary Sanchez. The Kraken uh, or El Kraken. So, there we are with baseball. Mookie Betts should have won the MVP. I think I did this in the last podcast. It's been, oh, see, this is the problem. We do podcasts for take off such a long break, which I apologize to all of you. I apologize, like I said. Uh, when you take such a long break like that, I forget what I talk to you guys about. I, I forget what I talk to you about. So, anyways, that is me returning to the world of the internets on the podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I will be a more consistent sports talk show or anything talk show host for you, your mom, whoever's sitting next to you. Look who's sitting next to you right now. Look at them. Look at them. I Look at them. I'm doing it for both of you. So remember, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. I mean, that is, seriously, you should have me on notifications because whenever I put up a tweet, I mean, it's hysterical. Am I right? Am I right? Huh? It can't be that hysterical if I'm telling you to do this and I'm uh, you know patting myself on the back. Hey, on all those uh, 
lost my train of thought. On all those podcasting venues, you want to leave a review, that would be a good thing because I would appreciate it. Helps get the show out to more people. And uh, you'd be doing me a favor, a personal favor, Jeremy. With all that being said, I'm on it.